Hello and welcome to Promoted, the podcast which helps people get promoted and be great when you get there. I'm your co-host Renee Wooten, aerospace engineer, pilot and professional speaker and I'm joined here with my co-host Felicity Fury, CEO and co-founder of We Aspire. Hey Felicity. Hey Renee, how you doing? I am very well today. How are you? I am great. I am calling in from Gubby Gubby country and actually I can say Wanya, which means welcome, hello and yeah, it's a great great way to start our chat. Um, I'm actually in Nambour, which is comes from the word Namba and actually is a local tea tree here. Where are you calling in from, Renee? Amazing. I love that. Thanks for your acknowledgement. Um, I'm calling in from uh, Gadigal country this morning. Um, my uh, roots are actually from Durrawal country though, so I might even open with a uh, Durrawal acknowledgement of country. Nagambi Bayilanjana, Gadigalgoli Naranang Nalamanyang Nai, Gamavaringai Dalawalanga which is greetings and how are you all? I acknowledge that we're gathered on the lands of the Gadigal, the Gadi people of the Euro Nation, and I'm speaking to you in Darawal. That is so cool. cool. I've never actually heard you speak in that language before, and I've known you, I'm going to go 10 years, but that's so cool. I'm so glad that you added that into our intro today. Ah, oh, you're so welcome. Um, yeah, I've been uh, learning a bit of Durable this year, actually. So um, it's pretty amazing that I get to um, speak my mother tongue um, from the country. So, yeah. Um, so good. Now, today, yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, today on the show, we are talking all things how to get taken seriously. Uh, what do you think about this topic, Felicity, and why do you want to talk through this one today? Oh, it's something that's come up so many times in my career and I feel, uh, for me, it's often the young female thing that comes up for me and I am 37 if anyone was wondering how old I am, but I often get taken for a 25-year-old. I sometimes get asked by Uber drivers um, how old I am and they have regularly said 25. So I feel like I can look on the younger side and even when I was at Swinburne University working there, I often got mistaken for a student. And it's something that I think early on in my career, I used to get really annoyed about, which was not ideal and also not helpful in being taken more seriously. But I feel like it's a constant challenge. And it's something that I was asked recently as well by a young person who was starting out their career of, yeah, how do you get taken seriously? So I feel like my way of dealing with it has evolved over my career and I am definitely less annoyed about it and do have a few more tools to managing it. Is it something that's come up for you, Renee, in your career? Does it still happen today? You're in a senior role at the moment. Is it something that's happened in your current role or previously for you? Yeah, definitely previously. And I think just being a female in STEM is just, you know, a, a pit of a place where we experience this almost daily. And if it's not um, you know, people not taking us seriously, it's then imposter syndrome because um, you don't know how to be taken seriously or you don't um, feel confident in your own shoes. So um, it's interesting because I think if you're confident and generally extroverted, you can kind of create this facade of fake it till you make it. Um, but if you're young and just not confident at all, it can be uh, a real challenge at the start of your career. So absolutely, I've experienced it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's that I love the word self-efficacy or self-belief and that confidence. And that's absolutely, I can definitely correlate to that when I've been 
I feel like, you know, when you have those quick-witted responses and you're like, oh, I nailed that when they really underestimated me. And I feel like I've changed my perspective on it now where I think it's kind of funny that, yeah, if people do underestimate, underestimate me because I do have confidence in myself, not always, but a lot of the time I do have confidence. Like I've accomplished some things. I, I probably do know what I'm talking about in this space, even though I said then, though then I just said probably know what I'm talking about. There's definitely areas where I've got expertise now where I feel like I've built that up over time. But I've been in meetings. I remember just having a flashback to one project where they were talking about a new person starting and I just delivered this presentation and it was, um, there's a lot of stakeholders in the room. There was the um, the government who were funding the project, it was a, a multi-billion dollar project that I was working on in Melbourne. There was the client, uh, there was my team as the consultant and I really was feeling nervous about delivering this presentation even though I'd spoken on stage to hundreds of people and it was because it was technical and I felt like it went really well. Yeah. After the presentation, they were talking about this, this new person joining the team and they said, oh, how old is he? And they said, oh, I think he's um, in his 40s. And someone said, oh, I thought um, I thought he was like, you know, 20 and they were joking about his age. And they looked at me and said, the, the main government client, I'm still waiting for Felicity to finish school. And I just felt more. Oh, and at the time, I was like, oh, gosh. It was actually like not that long ago. I think it was probably about five years ago. So I was in my early 30s and I just felt so embarrassed. I had nothing to say in that moment. And then, of course, afterwards, I processed the conversation so many times to think, of, oh, I should have said that. I should have said that. And everyone in the room laughed and I just felt so embarrassed. And oh, it's it was it was not a helpful situation. Um, then another role, I was someone said, oh, yeah, I was at Swimbanini, oh, you're a student. And I said, oh, actually, I'm the director of industry partnerships. What do you do here? And it was such a contrast in that conversation to um, put it back on the other person to say, hey, what's your story? What are you about? And I think I had a lot more confidence in that role, being who I was, yeah. delivering that. Yeah. It's so interesting, actually, because I was just reflecting on um, – why I think I've been taken seriously because I, I don't think my experience is a typical experience. And I wonder um, exactly what you just said then. So when you tell people your position, it's almost like it commands this respect and then suddenly people go, oh, I've just made an assumption. That assumption assumption's incorrect. I better listen better now. Um, so I would say most conversations I walk into, um, particularly in you know, STEM roles where majority of the people sitting around the table are men and not only men, much older men. Um, I'm, I've generally always been the odd one out being a young female. So um, I've always found though, as soon as I go, I'm an aerospace engineer and I'm a pilot, um, it's almost like I've just, you know, given my ticket to, to have a voice at the table. And it is such a shame that I have to bring my resume with me to command that voice. But essentially, most people in the room, if they're not aerospace engineers, um, you know, maybe they've done business or something different. So it's almost like this, oh, she must be incredibly intelligent. And again, it's assumption, but it's positive assumption in that regard, right? Mm. So you have to leverage those opportunities. And, um, you know, then I would kind of say that you need a tool bag of things behind you for you to then leverage those opportunities because you only get really one opportunity when you sit at a table to go, this is who I am and this is what I bring. Um, and if you don't take that opportunity, then you may as well just sit there and not say much because people might talk over you or 
um, no one's going to be paying attention and seeking your advice if you don't make yourself known. And um, whilst we're talking about being taken seriously, I almost find that when I think about women that have been promoted throughout their careers and really made it within engineering departments in particular, there's not many women in senior leadership roles. And generally the people that are in those senior leadership roles are confident and extroverted people, people willing to actually bring their resume to the table, um, which is such an interesting uh yeah, it's such an interesting kind of notion that you have to do that to get ahead. But actually that confidence and that ability to speak up and command an audience is so crucial when you're kind of talking about leadership moving ahead. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally agree. And I've even, I remember like in one of my early jobs, I would even change what I wore to work to, I remember I wouldn't wear super tight fitting clothes and I was like, okay, I'm going to be, if I want to be taken more seriously that I've got to, you know, dress the part in a way and yeah. I know that's probably super maybe old now dating career advice now but let's see <laughs> the job that you want yeah is this accurate anymore i don't know i mean i do wear a lot of flat shoes nowadays after covid post in the cross oh like flat shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's funny even i when i went into a role like at swinburne where i was doing a lot of uh, client meetings I dressed in my corporate wear where a lot of my colleagues who are lecturers dressed in a bit more of a casual style. And I went and I go, no, that's actually not who I want to be and who I want to be seen as in this workplace. So I think you um, can take control from those small things of whether it's, yeah, if, it, if it's wearing makeup for you and not everybody does that, or it's by what you dress and how you dress, there can be ways that um, you can get taken a bit more seriously. And even in one of my recent roles, I got to design my job, which was awesome to go into it like that. And I said to my manager, can I make up my title? And he said, sure. I mean, it was great. I had such an awesome manager. So my title was director of industry partnerships. And it's funny because the university is such a um, hierarchical structure around like the set roles that people have and the set bands. And there was very senior people in different departments. We were a smaller team, so it made sense for our team to be called that, um, who had decades more experience than me. But I think that can be a really powerful tool is actually that title. And if you have the ability to craft it or change it, it can be helpful. And another example was when I was a graduate, I got, they said, oh, you can have your first business card. So I got someone else's business card and just happened. I was like, I wonder what happens if I just don't put graduate, I just put civil engineer. And no one said anything and the business cards got made. It's just such a silly story and probably. Yeah, that's true. I got business cards that said engineer. So I skip, I felt like I could skip the whole graduate piece and no one asked or said anything. So maybe I shouldn't recommend that to people. I'm sure there's some like workplace rules. Well, it's around. interesting, isn't it? Because like I take it back to when I was a grad, actually, an undergrad. Um, so I hadn't yet graduated and it was such a big deal in my signature to put like undergraduate engineer or just engineer and I kind of agree with that like you kind of have to be confident right so again it comes back to what what are you relying on to get yourself recognized because um you know if you take a seat back and constantly try and take the I'm not going to be noticed and I don't want to cause a ruffle um I don't want to give advice that um, might not be the right advice, like I just want to kind of sit back and do my job, then if you take that um, approach in in all different kind of professional settings, then 
inevitably you're probably not going to be the person that's noticed but if you're the person that goes you know what i'm going to start small and change my signature to aerospace engineer or civil engineer and um you know what i'm going to wear a powerful suit because i want to look the part i want to be professional and i want to look older than i am potentially which I mean, um, I love the fact that you are 37 and you look and you're still getting complimented for 25, like preach <laughs> you're every girl's dream. Um, but you know, on top of that, if I reflect on that tool bag that I referred to earlier, it's, it's putting your hand up. It's asking to go along to meetings that you wouldn't normally be invited to. It's um, going and finding a mentor because they inspire you and you want to learn how to emulate that sort of leadership. It's, um, you know, taking the onus upon yourself to have a seat at that table. So if you're invited to meetings, put your hand up because I used to do that as an intern. I would, you know, get into meetings with the executive leadership team. I remember at 21 years old and I was like, oh, what am I doing in this room? Um, and then, you know, I started giving presentations and I put my hand up to do that for the eight o'clock call. That's what we had at, um, at Qantas as an intern. And it was where all senior management for engineering would reflect on the last 24 hours of operations and then the day ahead. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was so junior in that role that I ended up having a voice at the table because I kept putting my hand up and kept kind of pestering my manager. I was like, what are they doing in there? And like, how do I get involved? And, and you know, can I present that at the next thing? Can I say that? And I would always get so nervous right before I did it. I was like, why do I keep doing this to myself? But that inevitably led to me getting selected to go and do an exchange over in another airline. Like, mm. you know, because you say yes to opportunities and you put yourself in those uncomfortable positions to learn, um, it means that you get taken seriously. Absolutely. And there's so much power in that in that follow-through piece. And that's something that's really been surprising for me over my career when I've spoken to those mentors. And I said, you know, why, like even asked why have you said yes to helping me or, you know, why we have, you know, helping with what I'm working on. And they said they hear, see so many people having ideas, but then they don't see people actually taking the action and, and following through. And I think there's some simple things you can do to get taken seriously, like saying, hey, I've got this idea for how we can make our company better. And here's some action I've taken to do that. Hey, the action didn't work out. I'd love your help. And that shows that you've taken that initiative rather yeah. than just going and complaining about, oh, even one um, CEO who was one of my mentors, I said, oh, I feel like the diversity here is the strategies there, there's a plan, but it's just not really being acted upon. Why is that? And he said, well, we need to revisit it, right, keep it front of mind every year. And then uh, I really pushed him and said, how can we do that? And we ended up ended up being on an executive um, DNI committee for the company, which was really unexpected and represented, I think, young people at the time. And it was cool to see just speaking up and, and raising things and say, I want to help, I want to do something, made a difference. But it doesn't have to be big things too. I think there's the simple daily things that will help people notice you and have you taken seriously. Things like literally turning up on time, being early. Yep preparing for meetings and whether it's having questions written down of what you want to ask this person and it, particularly if it's a senior person I'll always spend 
time preparing, whether it's researching on LinkedIn, doing a quick Google stalk, finding out whatever information I can, or if someone knows them, finding out what's important to them. And then you go into that meeting. Often I won't actually use any of the questions I've come up with because the conversation goes on that different tangent, but I've gone into that meeting feeling confident that I've done the research on that person and I've actually planned it out. So I think those little They seem like small things, but I think they're actually big things of who you are as a person and having that personal integrity. Would you agree, Renee? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, it comes back to that tool bag, right? So are you you exhibiting or demonstrating initiative? Are you putting your hand up for the things? Are you dressing the part? Are you turning off on time? Um, When you say that you're going to do something, are you doing it? Are you going over and above? So let's say that you've been asked to be the secretariat for a meeting you write all the notes and then you send them out maybe you know a day later um, and they're really detailed and there's key actions in there and then you're following up with those people as well so you know um, just getting those notes out and having them written in a timely manner and then sending them on and getting people's feedback like those sorts of things are really comprehensive right it's it's really showing that you care about the outcomes you um, you care about the work, but you're also taking on the work that you've been asked to do and doing it really diligently. So um, there's so many things you can do. Um, the list is incredibly long, but I think the most important part is always coming back to your manager and just asking for feedback. Am I doing it right? What can I do more? And if you're producing your work and you're doing it well, it's asking how do you take it to the next level? Can you present your work? Um, can you run meetings? You know, really asking to try and go... Um, you know, as you kind of developing that confidence and um, building relationships with people, it's then taking that to the next level. And everybody's time around that will differ. Um, sometimes it can take take years, uh, months, or weeks, um, depending on where you are in your career. So, um, yeah, there's so many different things you can do to be taken seriously. Totally. And you just reminded me as well. One of the things my best friend told me, which has stuck with me for years, is. When people say things, it says more about them than it does about you. So if you are finding that you're doing all the right things to be taken seriously, you're taking the action and you've got that confidence in yourself and it's still not working, whatever someone says, it's it reflects on them rather than actually on you. And that's something over there they've got to deal with. So even if I'm doing all the right things, I'm coming with confidence and um yeah, even um <laughs> you were talking before Renee and it reminded me what I was asked to give the graduation speech at my university at QUT. Yeah. I I was so excited to do it, by the way. I had my mum there and we went up to the room where you go to get ready as a speaker. So I'm putting, I'm going up to get the gown on and I walk into the room and there's a lady there and I said, oh, hi, I'm here to get like gowned up. She said, oh, no, no, the, the rooms are downstairs. And I said, okay, cool, yeah, I'm not a student. I'm here for doing the speaking. And she said, yeah, 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 the rooms are downstairs. And, oh, can I just leave my bag here? She said, no, 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 you've got to go downstairs, like really forcefully talking to me. And I went, okay, she's clearly not listening to what I'm saying. So I went downstairs, asked to get gowned up, even though I wasn't a student, which must have seemed really strange to the people down there. I hadn't officially hired anything. I don't know how they gave me the the kit, you know, with the, was it motorboard hat and stuff? Then I went upstairs and she said, oh my gosh, you're the speaker. You look so young. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And so she thought, because I looked young, that I could not possibly be the speaker. I guess. So... 
I just went, okay, lady, you're clearly not listening. I'm going to have to do a workaround. And I was like, look, at the end of the day, she is clearly wrong. And <laughs> she did apologize, which is very kind of it. Um, but it, yeah, at, at the end of the day, sometimes you can't change people um, people's minds. And, yeah, you know, you've got to be there for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's some, something else that uh, is a consistent challenge throughout anyone's career is, um, you know, people do have to take the time to listen, but you can't change people's perspective or um, control these sorts of situations. So even if you're putting out 110% effort, but nobody's meeting you um, mm-hmm. in return, then you're probably not going to get the desired outcome. So it's just um, picking your battles, but also knowing when it's time to potentially look for the next opportunity if you're not going to get supported and mentored to to really develop into the leader that you're trying to become yeah totally and you don't know who's watching there could be someone who is actually watching you do all that behind the scenes and they're there ready to support you as well yeah absolutely agreed well thank you for today's chat this has been phenomenal and we hope the advice that we've talked through today helps uh, people get noticed um, and really succeed and um, excel in their careers 